Hi there, this is Alyssa from Unbusy Sane Supermoms, helping you handle the kids you already have and reach supermom status with ease. Today, we have a bonus episode for you all about homeschooling and limiting beliefs. We're bringing on a guest, Jackie, to talk about the essential homeschooling mindset. So here's a little bit about Jackie. She's a teacher turned homeschooling mom. Her girls are grown, but her homeschooling brain keeps coming up with ideas to solve the problems other moms talk to her about. She knew that other families needed the solutions she had in mind, and that's how Homeschool Think Take was born. So hi, Jackie. Welcome to the show. Well, hello, Alyssa. Thank you so much for having me as a guest on your podcast. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. I'm so glad you turned your own homeschool challenges into solutions that can help other homeschooling families, too. Well, thanks. So looking back, you reflect that you began seeing the school system through a lens, a different one, that was a mother's eyes. That really stood out to me. I resonated with what you said that you had previously experienced as normal, and that that began to seem odd when you began to question what was going on. And you wrote down four questions about your new lens. Do I really want to see my child standing in line multiple times a day? What if my child needs to work at a different pace? Why should my child have to request permission to take care of her basic needs? And number four, what is the purpose of school? Is school even necessary? Tell us a little more about those ones. Okay, so what was the first thing you quoted me saying there? Do I really want to see see my child standing in line multiple times a day? Okay, so let's go with that. So I was a physical education teacher before I had children. And I grew up in the public school system and I had a good experience overall. And I would actually have to give my mom a lot of credit for that because she hand selected every teacher I had all the way through elementary school and was pretty involved with the school. So I know I definitely got the cream of the crop in teachers. Um, But... After, I suppose, I only taught in the schools for three years. And at the end of that time, I was pregnant, very pregnant by the end of the school year with my first child and nearly due. And I just remember standing there watching all the kids line up. And it really had seemed very normal to me up to that point. But I really started thinking about this child that I was carrying and envisioning her standing in these lines, excuse me, standing in these lines and things just started sitting very differently with me in that year because now I was not just a teacher of many different children, but I was just envisioning my child as the child in that line every time. And I just thought, started seeing things so different. Like, why do these kids have to line up? What is the big deal (laughs) if they walk as a group down the hallway? Um, And yes, I understand keeping kids quiet in the hallway, but I just started seeing how many times a day a child is lined up. They line up to walk into the building in the morning. They line up Every time they walk out of a classroom, they line up to go to the bathroom, they line up for lunch, they line up so many times every single day. And it just seems like a ridiculous waste of time. But it also started sitting with me as this mechanism of controlling people, I suppose. And I, I didn't like it. I didn't like the way 
I started seeing things when I started looking at it through a mother's eyes, even like, why does my child have to ask to go to the bathroom? Why do they have to wait for a certain time of the day to eat? You know, and you see behavior issues start cropping up before lunchtime because kids are hungry. And yeah, just all of those things. I, I didn't really like it. And years later, so I had all of these different thoughts, but only in the last few years did I stumble across um, John Taylor Gatto, his book, Dumbing Us Down. And it is all about those types of things in the school system. Every parent should read that book, in my opinion, whether you want to homeschool your children or not. It, it will give you a different perspective on the public education system. That sounds like a really good title to look up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you also mentioned that the classroom dynamic had changed drastically in your second daughter's year of private school and not for the good. Can you tell other moms maybe what are some warning signs to watch out for if they're observing their kids' class in the classroom atmosphere and when they should consider pulling their kids out? Well, Okay, so to give our listeners a little bit of background information, because they may not have ever listened to my podcast um, or read my book or anything like that, but I always envisioned homeschooling my kids from the time I was pregnant with my first child. But what I realized is things went pretty smooth with my first kiddo and with my second kiddo, we definitely had some challenges. And there was a day where I just really couldn't I couldn't see myself homeschooling her one more day and I didn't. And we, it was the beginning of the school year. We enrolled her in a private school with a very small classroom. So there are some nuances to this that aren't present in everybody's experience. The first year was great. It was super small, seven girls, seven boys. It was like this perfectly balanced little classroom, excellent teacher. The second year, unfortunately, for many people, the teacher, her husband, and the students and others, the teacher's husband had a heart attack very early in the school year. And as a result, there was a substitute in and out of the classroom just constantly, and it wasn't the same substitute always. So I would say my youngest daughter has some sensory issues, and I honestly didn't even have that vocabulary in my language early on in parenting. And I didn't understand that I, we had some challenges. Many people don't. Um, and so in that second year, not only was the teacher in and out of the classroom, multiple substitutes. So that's a big red flag right there. If you're seeing a lot of substitutes, there's going to be, it's, it's unavoidable. There's going to be extra challenges in the classroom, but um, the, they also increased the classroom size by six kids. And that's a lot of extra kids. And I know compared to some schools, that's a small class still, but you know, um, 20 kids is a lot of kids. <laughs> it's, it's a lot. And it made a big difference in the classroom dynamic. And so there was a one student and I, like I said, I really didn't understand my child was struggling with sensory issues um, that did a lot of little 
sound things to really sort of, he, uh, he saw that it got under my daughter's skin. And so she probably is over sensitive to those things. And he was having fun messing with her, but, but it wasn't just that. I mean, he was right there with her. I talked to the teacher about it and it just, we couldn't seem to get that resolved. And then all the extra kiddos just made the classroom more boisterous, but substitutes in and out. There was no consistency in the classroom. And for a kid like mine, that is too much. (laughs) So at Christmas time, we very cautiously brought her back home to homeschooling. But in the, that time frame where she was in school, it, in conjunction with sending her to private school, we also started doing therapy as a family. What I found out was there were a lot of things I could do as a mom that could improve things. We really, you know, where I feel like I always was very focused on connection when my kids were young. Um, as soon as I turn five and you're a homeschooling parent, well, now you're focused on the curriculum. It, it's sort of the way it goes. And I was letting that curriculum get in the way of my connection with my child. And what I've discovered is you always need to put either your connection with your child first, whether your children go to school or they're homeschooled. It's vital because without maintaining that connection, things are going to go awry. Which goes perfectly into the next quote I had from you, which is your relationship with your child is more important than your child's curriculum. I think that's such a great reframe. What are, do you have like a handful of tips for homeschooling moms to help us remember just because they're not cute, snuggly toddlers, we still need to prioritize that relationship with them? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, So something... I always did with my kids from the time they were itty bitty. And I think it's one of the best ways you connect with your child is read with them. But there is a point where the reading, you know, when your child is reading on their own and you do sort of naturally just sort of taper off of actually reading to your child or having that family reading time, I would suggest to never let that family time go always fill it with something that is focused on connection, whether it's playing games, doing puzzles together, going and throwing a ball in the front yard together, but to always maintain that family time in that where your whole purpose, it's not like when I read to my kids when they were three, my purpose was not to teach them to read. It was just to be with them. And I wanted to expose them to books, but if you can build Legos, do always spend that time doing something. And that's something over the years, I realized that I sort of let that go and I should have just maintained it. And I do realize like, there are a lot of things that evolve as your kids get older, they're more involved in activities and different things, but make that family time priority. And like for us, dinner together as a family was always priority, especially when my kids were younger, it's changing now. And I'm not totally done homeschooling. My oldest is high school age, my, uh, or my youngest is high school age. My oldest is college age, but, um, yeah, just make a point to always do something very intentionally with your number one purpose being to connect with your child. I see. So we're probably 
mixing it up saying I'm doing read alouds to help their vocabulary, whereas in reality it's no I'm doing read alouds as our family togetherness activity. So just reframe it in your mind what family togetherness activity are we picking and it can vary according to you know your kids ages and your season. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay, and what talk about this quote schooling is not the equivalent of education. Oh. I found this one was really interesting. <laughs> oh yeah. How many days do we have? <laughs> That's um so here's what I think happens as a society, especially in America. Um we equate school with education. And yes, education can happen in school. Your children, your children are always learning, whether you're intentional about what they're learning or not, they're learning. They're learning something all of the time. But as parents, we often look to the school to educate our children. But education comes in many different forms. It doesn't have to fit in a little box. It doesn't have to fit in subject areas. It It's about your child, the education is. And oftentimes what we do is we look at it as, especially if, as, especially as a new homeschooling parents. And I think many people found this out during COVID when they were trying to do public school at home and parents were really sort of trying to step in and help out in that teacher's role there. It's not about your teaching. It is about your child's learning. And that's what we need to focus on is what are our kids learning? What do we need to help them learn? What is it actually important for my child to learn? And yeah, at the end of the day, there is a big difference between school, education, and learning. And then when you, if you are thinking about homeschooling or you're actually homeschooling, then you also need to really examine your belief system about what homeschooling looks like. And on my website, can I say the name of the website? Yes. Okay. It's, it's homeschoolthinktank.com and the podcast is the homeschool think tank parenting podcast, but on my website, in the podcast, I have a lot of information about different styles of homeschooling. And part of the reason for that is to help parents reimagine how education can look because it doesn't have to look like school at home. Your home when you're homeschooling doesn't have to look like a school classroom. Your children can read on the couch, they can read on their bed, they can read on the floor, they can read at a desk. It doesn't matter. Same thing for their math. Thing for writing. writing doesn't have to be prompted out of a curriculum, out of a book. Your child, if you can provide your child with a blank notebook, that's a great place to start with writing, a diary, just writing for fun. And, you know, don't nitpick all the grammar there. There's other ways to do that in all of the punctuation in their personal writing because they're expressing themselves. And if you nitpick everything they write, to death, they won't ever want to write, you know? So there's, you just have to reimagine your child's education and just think, how else could we do this? And I talk a lot about concept-based learning and education where you, 
let's take a math curriculum, for example, maybe you are following your, let's just go early elementary age, we're doing addition, and you're following that curriculum, following that curriculum, well, maybe your child is not quite memorizing things, maybe they're not getting it. Well, at the end of the day, what is the point? The point is maybe to help your child add single digit numbers together. How else can we do that? What other games are there that you could do? When you're sitting at the kitchen table, can you just pull those little goldfish or Cheerios and show your child, you know, three plus one? And as opposed to feeling like everything has to be out of the curriculum, the point is not to finish the curriculum. The point is to help your child learn the concept. Does that make sense? Yes, I like that. Yeah, so I don't even remember what the question was. I can just go and go and go. (laughs) (laughs) Schooling not being education. Yeah, but that's exactly, that's exactly it. The child's still being educated on addition. It's just not necessarily out of the textbook. The textbook can help and be useful, but sometimes we need to deviate from that and go another route to help your child learn the concept. That is a wonderful reframe, which I definitely need since I've got a couple who will be starting pre-K. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. very important shift. Yeah, I, I've made a lot of mistakes. This is how I know all this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for sharing your what I would do better and do differently with us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Lots. <laughs> So would you tell our listeners where we can find you? I know you mentioned a couple things already. And if you have anything for them to take action steps on what we've been hearing. Yeah, thanks, Alyssa. Um, you can pretty much find everything you need to know at homeschoolthinktank.com. We have a podcast. I actually have a book that I wrote. If you are thinking about homeschooling, that would be for you. But I also have a list of other books that you might want to read or be interested in. And I'm also going to be um, opening up a new course slash membership to help parents homeschool their kids with confidence so that we just sort of cover all those things that you need to know. And then to just help you continue with the day in and day out of homeschooling and And I'll use, I'm working on becoming a certified life coach right now. So I'll use a lot of those coaching skills is I help parents just with the day in and out of homeschooling, because while we have a lot of questions in the beginning, I think what we really need help with in the long run is just our mindset. I really think your mindset as a parent is probably the most important part of homeschooling your kids. And if you can approach homeschooling with an open mind and even if you're not homeschooling just your child's education with a little bit more of an open mind and be very aware of how you're thinking and how that's influencing yourself your children and the people around you you'll be you can get a lot further ahead with that awareness and again I've learned from my own mistakes (laughs) that sounds wonderful yes Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show, Jackie. Well, thank you, Alyssa. I really appreciate the opportunity. So you have a great day. Bye for now. Have a great day.